All right, this is Kevin Rashid Johnson. It's September 24, 2022, Saturday. I'm giving an account or an update of my medical condition as well as my status condition in response to requests of various comrades and supporters and friends. I was transferred on yesterday, September 23rd, from Nottaway Correctional Center to the Sussex One prison, state prison and placed in solitary confinement without any property. My medical condition over the past several weeks has actually worsened on account of me being systematically denied treatment as well as the deliberate delays and prolonged actions of prison officials in following up on diagnostic care and consultations with radiologists that is not at this point, even oriented toward getting me treatment. I've not reached the treatment stage of my medical or response to my medical condition because they have kept me stuck in the stage of just consulting with a specialist and still going through diagnostic issues. Over the past several weeks, I've experienced extreme pain, um, passing blood, Etc., which are symptomatic of the cancer having spread or metastasized beyond my prostate. They acknowledged initially when they first did my MRIs back in June that the cancer was believed to be still confined to my prostate where it was treatable and potentially curable. Once the cancer spreads beyond the prostate, it will be fatal. There is no curing it. And it's very clear that I've been subjected to continued delays in reaching the treatment stage so that the cancer will metastasize. Over the period of the past several months since people had begun making calls, emails, complaining about my lack of medical care, officials at the Nottaway Correctional Center began to target me with petty disciplinary reports, threats that I was going to be transferred to harsher conditions and other responses that were apparently calculated to stop the complaints so that they could just continue to deny me care without any sort of outside concern. And also they were trying to get me to withdraw various grievances and complaints that I had been filing within the institution trying to get care and that they recognized were the necessary preliminary steps to bring legal action for the lack of the treatment. One of the charges that they repeatedly were targeting me with by a prison guard, the Lieutenant B. Sapp, Brian Sapp, was failure to tuck my shirt in, something as petty as that, which was actually not a rule or a requirement at that institution. They initially were finding me guilty repeatedly of disciplinary infractions, and then ultimately they began to dismiss the disciplinary infractions when I demonstrated to them within their own rule books that tucking in a shirt was not a requirement of the rules and that staff could not order a prisoner to follow sort of instructions that are either illegal nor required by the rules. So on September 23rd, I went to a disciplinary hearing on one of the charges written by SAP and it was dismissed on the grounds that it was an invalid instruction and it was not a rule. Immediately afterward, I was set up Thrown in, the, thrown in the hole in solitary confinement at Nottaway. And early the next morning, I was transferred here to Sussex and thrown in solitary confinement, where I'm now being held in long-term solitary. 
based on a blatantly contrived situation that was created by the very grievance coordinator who has been trying to get me to withdraw grievances, who's been trying to cover up the denials of medical care and the various abuses that I was being subjected to at Nottaway. So now I find myself back in solitary in a similar condition of denied care and who knows what's to come tomorrow. I had spoken briefly a few days before that to Kyle Ross, who is the interstate compact coordinator for the Virginia Department of Corrections. And he had told me that I would likely soon be transferred on account of all of the issues that had been raised about my medical condition, complaints, et cetera, and the disciplinary infractions that I had been receiving. But he told me I was likely going to be transferred to Buckingham Correctional Center, which is pretty much designed much like Nottaway, but only one security level higher than Nottaway. I was not transferred to Buckingham, and it was very clear that they concocted this recent series of events to have me transferred to a maximum security institution in solitary, such as such as such as one where I'm presently confined. And interestingly, the warden at this institution is the warden who was at Sussex II when I was returned to Virginia Department of Corrections in 2018 and held there for approximately a week and a half. This same warden kept me padlocked and chained inside of a cell for the entire time that I was at Sussex II in 2018, had me confronted repeatedly with attack dogs and guards in riot gear, denied me out of cell exercise. They were denying me meals, etc. This was immediately before I was sent back out of state to Indiana in 2018. And she also held me in a cell with no property, etc. That would be the assistant warden here at Sussex One now, whose name is Cabell. So basically, that's an update on my situation as well as my medical condition. Um, I'm not any further along in receiving any medical treatment. I should also add on the appointment that I had that was scheduled for August 16th to see a radiologist, which guards in Ottawa deliberately missed, causing the appointment to supposedly be rescheduled. I met with the head nurse, Ruth Smith, on uh, September 14th, and she assured me that I was going to be seen at the radiologist appointment, which had been rescheduled for mid-September, um, that they were not going to delay or miss any more of my appointments, and that they were conscious of the need to get my treatment on schedule and done as soon as possible for fear that my cancer could spread and become fatal. Immediately after I talked to her on September the 14th, about an hour later, I was confronted by the Assistant Health Services Administrator at Nottaway named Reynolds. Reynolds informed me at that point, he said, oh, I should tell you, your radiologist appointment has just been rescheduled for October. Now, this, the head of medical administrator had just told me not an hour before that I would be seen within the next at least few days in mid-September. So they deliberately put off that appointment until mid-October, sometime in October, he didn't say when. But this has been the systematic response to my condition. They put off my treatment, well, not my treatment, but a consultation with the radiologist by another month after they assured me that I would be seen in the immediate future in mid-September. And um, they were conscious of the need to get me along to treatment as soon as possible. So that pretty much is my situation. Um, 
medically as well as my custodial condition. What can we do in this time to support you? I mean, continue to level press against them. That seems to be the problem that they have. They don't like mm -hmm. outside and their attempts to retaliate against me, uh, put me in solitary, you know, transfer, the disciplinary infraction. All is in response to that and my complaints inside them. I'm not going to cave in to their little attempts, you know, to pressure me or intimidate me into, you know, just dropping the issue. And people on the outside should not either. They should actually up the ante, continue to challenge them, continue to expose them, continue to complain. And now, particularly at the Sussex Law One State Prison where I am, I'm being held in custody of a warden who subjected me to some serious abuse back when. I was here before, and they briefly sent me to Sussex. Initially, they had me on death row here at Sussex 1, and then for about a week and a half, they sent me to Sussex 2 when people got to complaining about, you know, the conditions they had me confined under. And Warden Cabell, who was the warden at Sussex 2 at the time, she had me in a cell with a chain and padlock on the door, refused to allow me out to, to take showers, to go to wreck. And when he did let me out, she had me confronted with attack dogs and guards and riot armor, you know, and I had done absolutely nothing. All of this was just, just there. Once again, their attempts to harass and retaliate because people were complaining about the way I was being treated. And that was right before they sent me out of state to Indiana. And I just want to be really clear for people who are listening to this message that um, you've had this diagnosis um, since Jan or July 1st. Um, when you got the results back from the uh, biopsy, and you were still in the consultative stage. No, they actually had definitive October of last year, you know, when they did the prostate-specific uh, antigen analysis, blood test. They had evidence that I had prostate cancer then, and they acknowledged mm -hmm. since the diagnosis was made in July that, yeah, you have had prostate cancer since at least October last year when I came back to Virginia and they took those blood tests, and no, they have not gotten me to any treatment. I've not received any treatment at all in response to this. And not only do I have prostate cancer, but I also have prostatitis, which is um, abnormal swelling of my prostate gland, which impairs urinary function, you know, and others, normal, you know, functions in my, in that region. 